the only podcast recorded in front of a dead studio audience. This is Bombers. Everybody, welcome to the newest episode of Bombers with our new audience. Pause for laughter and applause. They're not moving. I am Bomber number five, Anthony, a.k.a. Deg. Pause for laughter and applause. And with me today is Bomber number three, Zyber, a.k.a. Zyber. Hello. You didn't pause for applause. I mean, I did. I just didn't oh. say it out loud. Our uh, our audience is very lively today. Nice to see you all here. Yeah, well, um, I don't know how to do live shows, so let's just continue on with the regular show. I That's a good am... show. What? That's a good show. The regular show? Yeah, that actually is a good show. Didn't they do a, a second like series of that or something oh no they made the creator made something similar to it yeah but we'll get back to that later (laughs) yeah we actually will won't we yeah that that's called a teaser (laughs) it's completely unintended and no we did it on purpose i didn't no it definitely just worked out uh today i have drinks and foods to start off the episode hopefully this will be better than last week's uh, drinks and foods, where we take weird foods and drinks, or normal foods and drinks. I mean, whatever. We just eat and drink things and talk about them and rate them. Today I have Mountain Dew Energy. Specifically, the Strawberry Melon Spark Mountain Dew Energy. Uh, purported to be immune support, but hold on, there's a... Wait, it said it's immune support? It's Yeah, uh, there's a, a like, um... Like immune to bullets? Well, it's, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a like caveat on it. It's not which, like Sunset uh, Overdrive will turn people into zombies, will it? Zinc helps support immune function, so they're allowed to say it has immune support because studies have shown that zinc helps support immune function, and this has zinc in it. It also has mental boost. Um, Cytocholine and caffeine, in combination, have been shown to help improve attention. So they can technically say that it has mental boost because studies have shown that those things together help with attention in uh, 9 out of 10 adults or something like that. Who knows? Well, I guess that's why I see like a whole vending machine of it at the high school I now work at. It has 180 milligrams of caffeine, which according to this is caffeine equal to approximately 2 cups of coffee. Yeah, that it, that's a lot. Also, Zyber, I'd like to point out that this one has 5% juice. So it's healthy because it's got juice in it. This Dr. Pepper and Cream soda I have only has 41 grams of caffeine. It has zero grams of added sugar. It doesn't say zero grams of sugar. It says zero grams of added sugar. Well, of course, but it has juice in it. Therefore, there is sugar in it. If I look at the actual nutrition facts, it has a total sugar of... Sugar. Well, yeah, part of this is, is rubbed off, so it's... Oh, total sugars, 4 grams, includes 0 grams added sugars, which is just a wild thing to put on here. Hey, here's 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 our ingredients list. Here's what's not in here. I mean, on the other hand, uh, the Dr. Pepper has 39 grams of sugar, all of it added. <laughs> it's weird. Why, why is added sugar different from just sugar? Because um, added sugar is like actually putting... Sugar and sugar, yeah. yeah. Included sugar is like the fructose and fruit, the the stuff that's used to actually make it. It also has zinc in it, as we covered, and it's got vitamins A and C, which are antioxidants, and we know those are probably good for reasons. Um, Serving size is one can. Uh, This entire can has twenty-five calories, but again, a lot of caffeine, hundred and eighty milligrams. So let's. That's like half the can. Probably is just caffeine. Well, 180 milligrams is probably not half the can. 16 fluid ounces of strawberry melon spark. Cheers cheers to you, Zyber. I do like strawberries. Now let's see if this wrecks his body. It tastes good. 
All right, it's already a step up from the C4. It's um, it's like a much subtler version of the major melon. Uh, it's not nearly as sweet, but it still has that watermelony sweetness to it, which the strawberry then sort of accentuates, as strawberry does, with its sort of a little bit more um, tart flavors. Well, without all the additional sugar, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't taste as sweet. It does feel like, I don't know that it has it in here, but the sweetness is sort of um, artificial tasting. Oh, that's actually the melon. It's probably just the melon, yeah. It does have aspartame in it, so I, I was able oh, to taste. Yep. I was able to taste the aspartame in it. Well, of course you can. It's a very distinctive sweetness from aspartame. Um, it does not immediately make me hate myself while I'm drinking it. So, oh, so like it's better than alcohol. It tastes like the watermelon or the pink um, Jolly Ranchers. That's what it tastes like. Okay. Yeah, that's a good energy drink. Um, uh, we'll we'll see as the episode goes on exactly how it rates on the energy part, but as far as the drink part, much better than last week. Um, as of right now, I'm saying it's a 5 of 5, depending on how the energy kicks my butt. Hopefully it kicks it really oh, good. That's drinks and foods, foods and drinks. I did it, Zyber. Congratulations, you just got two more to go through. Uh, three more. Right now. Three more to go through. Right now. Go Wait, get the what? next one. No, 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 no. Next episodes. One per episode. Uh, fine. I guess we'll just have to move on to Bombastic News. Everyone's favorite section of the show where I talk about the news. That's Bombastic. Do it. I will. Right now. Go ahead. All right. You can go to our website. This is bombers.com, where you can find out all the information you need to know about our podcast, our Discord, link in the description below, where you can talk with us and our fans and such, our YouTube channel, where we also have our podcast, as well as certain recording cut sections of streams and etc. You can also see those streams live at our Twitch where we play games regularly. Every Thursday, we do a community night run where we play uh, party slash multiplayer games with our community. Uh, anything else, you can ask us by emailing us at thisbombers.com, where you can also just you know send comments, questions, concerns, fan art, fan fiction, fan... Uh, I'd like to point out it's thisisbombers at gmail.com, not thisisbombers.com. That's the website, not the email. Oh, well, see, I just don't really care for Gmail, so I just kind of omitted it. You have to, you have to guess what you, our domain for email is. Well, here's the fun part: if you go onto the website into the About Us section, there is a way to do a fillable form that will email us, and you don't even have to go to gmail.com. You can't just do it. Well, there you go. It. I was telling the truth the whole time. You why, were, why would you? You were. Why would you correct. tell people I was lying? You were technically correct, even though you didn't know it. But it's also the best kind of correct. It so. is. It is the best kind of correct. And finally, if you want to uh, stay entertained by us, it'd be great for you to support us through Patreon, where you can become friends, acquaintance, best friend, executive bomb deucer of the show, and we will love you forever. Uh, Shout-outs to our current best friends, Anne and Rob, our friends Haley, Aaron, and Reaper, and our acquaintances. Thank you so much. I'm going to say, we, we, won't, we will love you forever until you stop giving us money. Yes, well, that's that's fine writing in the contract. That there, is, so. yeah, that, that is the fine print at the bottom. But I am the fine print. I'm the voice that talks really fast. Always love you ever until you stop giving me money. That was fast enough. Terms condition play. That's bombastic news. <laughs> yep. What's Thank, up next? Thanks, thanks again to our best friends and regular friends and acquaintances. As Iver said, I'm not listening to them again. Up next is the upcoming releases. The releases that are upcoming this week. We have a few, yeah, they're not super exciting, but they're they're interesting at least. Um, on tomorrow, Tuesday, August 23rd. Wow, so late into August already. Jeez. It's crazy. Hey, we're getting close to my birthday. Happy early birthday, which I will say again when we get closer to your real birthday. 
So like the next week and the next week. Yes. Um, Tuesday, August 23rd, Saints Row, which appears to be some sort of soft reboot of the Saints Row series, is coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5, the Sexbox and Xbox One, and the PC. Have you played any of the Saints Rows, Zyber? I don't. I know what they are. They're basically satire slash spoofs of GTA, and so they're just like silly versions of GTA. It's kind of entertaining considering that GTA is basically a satire spoof of like modern American life, and then Saints Row. Of real life. <laughs> Saints Row is like a satire parody of GTA, so it's like levels of evolving crazier as it goes. That's basically how satire works. It's like when Scary Movie had was a satire of Scream, even though Scream is a satire of horror movies in general. I wouldn't call Scream a satire of horror movies. I would call it more of a deconstruction or or like a twist on the general. Um, and that typically is what satires are. Yeah, kind of, but there's a definitely a different feeling. And I would also say that the Scary Movie was parody, not satire. There's a, Close enough. There's a bit of a thin line of distinction between the two. That said, um, Saints Row supposed to be pretty fun. I've never played them myself, but I know a couple of our community members that do play them uh, might be interested, uh, at least if this goes on sale at some point. But it is coming out, so you can keep an eye on it. So I googled the definition for satire as the use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices. And I feel like that's pretty much GTA and Saints Row right there. If anything, yeah. Saints Row might be more of a parody than a satire, whereas GTA is definitely a satire. Um, coming out after that on Thursday, August 25th, I was a teenage exocolonist coming to the PC, Switch, and PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, this only came up when we were searching stuff, but it looks kind of entertaining to a degree. Um, <laughs> it's... How do they describe it? Um, it's a part life simulator, deck build, a role-playing game, and dating simulator. Yeah. There's just so that's like all genres. the genres that the bombers love. Maybe not necessarily all of them, but they have at least one of each kind of genre we love. We... Zyber, we might have to get this and play through it together on stream, just because, again, it hits, like, things that both of us enjoy. Yeah, you like deck building? I love life. I was, I was a I love life. What? <laughs> I was a teenage exocolonist. You love life? <laughs> Spend your teenage years on an alien planet in this narrative deck building RPG with a time loop twist. Explore, grow up, and fall in love over and over and over. The choices you make and skills you master over 10 years will determine the course of your life and the survival of your colony. So, yeah, deck building RPG dating life sim. <laughs> the title also reminds me of my life as a teenage robot. Yep. Which is pretty classic. And then uh, the final one to talk about here on August 26th, Friday, Pac-Man World Repack coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5. The Sexbox, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that's Which, just I mean, a remake of the first Pac-Man World game. Yeah. The only Which, thing that disappoints me about that is that I've only ever played Pac-Man World 2, and it's like, well... Like, it's a little disappointing that it's not 1 and 2 repacked together. Yeah. On the other hand, apparently 1 and 2 are very different from each other, because I saw like, the trailer for the repack i'm just like wow that's like completely different gameplay than world 2 but then again i think world 1 was originally on like playstation 1 i think um i thought it was playstation 2 still uh, i thought they were on different cons i mean we could have looked this up before the show there's a third know. one too wow I, I didn't know there was a, a third jeez that, that flew under my radar Oh yeah, Pac-Man World is PlayStation Two and Three are PlayStation Two, or, okay. or those genres and or those generations. Right, you're correct. Yeah, Which, I know I am. That this, that explains the, the difference in the gameplay then. It sure does, but this should be fun. I mean, Pac-Man World, pretty classic. Honestly, a, a fun 
fairly good take on the Pac-Man series. And uh, I'm pretty sure I remember it being a pretty solid speed game, too. So Could be. It's just fun how many uh, remakes or reboots of platformers have happened this past year. We've gone K.O. the Kangaroo, Klonoa 1 and 2, and now Pac-Man World. Yeah, that's been a lot. I mean, we've just been getting remakes and re, re like HD masters and et cetera, like crazy recently, which is both kind of good and not good at the same time. I think the issue is just that we had a pretty big gap where we weren't getting that because, you know, like PS3, we we're getting a ton of PS2 games coming to it. PS4 had like, I mean, technically there was The Last of Us, but I don't really count that, that. they count didn't really, they don't like that that generation didn't really have that many remakes or remasters if anything they were just porting things digitally to that con- console generation it is there is a debate between the direct port versus the remaster versus just like an hd re-res um, versus the full remake, I guess is what I meant by remaster. The the remaster <laughs> being the re-res. I mean, we've had that debate like multiple times. Yes. But again, as we usually come down to, it is nice to preserve the history. And I would be very content to just have ports, honestly. Like, that's one of the things that was so great about the Wii Virtual Console. They were all just ports. They are basically emulations. But that was a large library of old games that was preserved up until that service ended. So, I'd prefer to see more of that happening than these remasters, re-reses, reboots. Reboots are kind of okay, but in general, like, just just port it and charge me $10 for it. You don't need to remaster it and charge me 60 or $70 for it. I think it depends. Like, we had this Crash and Spyro trilogy remakes which were nice that there were three games for 40 bucks i believe that's an exception i am perfectly happy for collections the collections are where it's definitely worthwhile it's like the two clono games they're either 30 or 40 so still there still still within that acceptable range of price unless they do something like they did with the crash remasters where they break it because the (laughs) they mess with the proportions of stuff and you can't jump (laughs) Well, I mean, the issue is just the issue is just that they made all three games use the same exact uh, physics, basically for Crash. On the other hand, they did fix one where you no longer had to collect all the boxes without dying a single time to get a gem. So that's That's that was nice. nice. That's absurd. (laughs) Uh, But then they were in the jet skis in the third game, so screw screw that. (laughs) Well, those are the upcoming releases for this week. Let us know if you're excited about any of these, um, or want us to play uh, I Was a Teenage Exocolonist on stream together. <laughs> I'm way more excited for the next few weeks for gaming. It's going to pick Most, up. Mostly for me. I don't, I'm not sure if there's going to be anything for you. But... It's going to pick up for you. Uh, not. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Everyone's still, playing, everyone's still playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's fine. I want to play more, I don't know why I said it like that, I want to play more Final Fantasy XIV so I can get to the Island Sanctuary content in that, because that looks very um, entertaining. <laughs> Do it, play with us, I'm pretty sure Haley and I are now the only people in the Bombers FC playing. Well, a part of the issue with that is I purchased my way forward into Endwalker content, so I'm waiting for you to catch up to me, ironically. I mean, you can still... Haley's almost at Endwalker. She's in the in-between before it now. Nice. So we'll, we'll, we'll continue on that. Let's get back into the show here. The Weekly Bomb, where we talk about news items that happened over the past week <coughs> and determine if they were a bomb or the bomb. Is it good? And, dude, that's the bomb? Or did it bomb? It was just a bomb. Let's bomb. start with yours. Bomb, bomb, bombity, bomb, bomb, bomb. Uh, mine, my, uh, mine was the news that. Let me pull up my article here so I can talk about this smartly. Uh, the Embracer Group, which is a Swedish entertainment company, has purchased the rights to the Lord of the Rings films and other intellectual crop property, mostly the Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, as far as. Um, uh, well, actually, I think it's any Tolkien-related uh, 
property that is movies, video games, board games, merchandising, theme park, and stage productions. Specifically not television productions, because of course Amazon has those specific rights for their Rings of Power that is coming out I was going to say, yeah. But as far as like video games and movies, Embracer Group has, has uh, purchased uh, everything Tolkien-related for those rights from uh, Saul Zaint's company, which held on to those rights from 1976 until now, 2022. That's a large amount of time that they, they held those rights. I mean, honestly, I want to say good for them, because, like, you know, we we got movies of everything but the Silmarillion, which can't really be a movie, so... No, no way you could make a... You could potentially do some sort of interesting lore-heavy TV series, maybe, but even that's going to be hard hard to watch. Yeah. Very... Like they just have someone narrate it. I like mean, a documentary. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, like a history-style, lore-based... Um, depending on who you get to narrate it, it could be interesting for a very specific subset of big nerds, which I happen to be part of, and also, uh, best friend of the show, Rob, is part of that subset. Um, yeah, so, like, seeing there's a new company that now that owns it, what are they gonna do with it? It's like, it could be good, you know, you, you, you your kind of people could be excited, um, but I'm just like, I don't know, I already saw, I mean, I read the books and i've watched the movies yeah um i don't really care to have anything else it'll be well and what it comes down to is basically the embracer group owns the rights so they just license it out to other uh, actual production companies which is how like wb made the movies was they had licensed it they had not purchased the rights so it doesn't change too much it could just give them or it could be that they want to license it out to people. Well, yeah, they. So you don't make a purchase just, like this and then sit on it. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm going with. It's just like, all right, so most likely we're going to see more Lord of the Rings related stuff. Yeah. Um, Embr- maybe in a few years, I don't know. Yeah, Embracer Group has said, among other things, uh, they plan to work with Asmodee, um, which is the board game and card game subsidiary that. Uh, licensed Tolkien stuff in the past, as well as Free Mode, which is an entertainment and video game group. So, like, there are works to put out new card games, potentially new uh, war games. Like, I know Games Workshop has their uh, Lord of the Rings line of mini war game stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I could get into board tabletop video games being made. There's for... there's that Golem game that's coming out. Sometime soon. I feel like that sounds up. terrible. It looks kind of interesting. I'm kind of kind of been loosely following it. Why not just have a game where you're the ring of power and you just kind of possess people and try to get them to go towards people that you want to get possessed? Those that was called uh, Shadow of Mordor and um, Shadow of War. Oh, perfect! I'm a genius. I need to go back in time and tell people to make that. That's not quite exactly what it was, but those games were kind of fun the second one got ruined because it was produced by ea and you know what that means microtransactions yep uh that's my news item which i think it's kind of the bomb that we might be seeing more uh lord of the rings tolkien property uh media in the future so i'm kind of excited like again like i said you don't make a move like this and then do nothing with that purchase so i'm, I'm excited to see what they actually do with it what about uh what about your or well i guess before we get nearest news item how do you feel about this i feel nothing i feel nothing calm down there villain from the world is not enough <laughs> forget the guy's name anyway uh what's your news item mine's a bit more of a bummer so um discovery purchased hbo recently yep and most likely related to that purchase, we now have news that, uh, was it like 36 or something like that animated shows are now being taken off HBO Max? It's quite a list. They're killing a lot of stuff from HBO Max. It, 
It is pretty ridiculous. Some of these shows I intended on watching at some point since I'm using Haley's sister's HBO Max, but now it's all like, well, do I have the time to watch them now or because some of these things aren't available physically or digitally anywhere else, so they're just going to disappear forever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the f- but on this list, it's uh, we got Aquaman, King of Atlantis, Close Enough, which is that adult show that J.G. Quintel from Regular Show created, yep. which I was watching. I finished the first season. I guess I gotta go finish that now. Uh, Dodo, Elliot from Earth, Esme and Roy, the the fungies, fun guys, fungies? probably fun guys. <laughs> Infinity Train, which is a huge one because that the at least the last season I know was HBO Max exclusive. So now what? Why would they get rid of that? Uh, Little Ellen, Mau Mau, Messy Goes to Okaido, <laughs> Maya's Magic Playground, Mighty Magic Swords, Odo, OKKO, The Ollie Moon Show, Pac Man, The Ghostly Adventures. Yeah, fine, get rid of that. I don't yeah. care. Summer Camp Island, The Runaway Bunny, Theodosia, Tig and Seek, Uncle Grandpa, you can get rid of that too. Victor and Valentino, and Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs, which I assume is related to the Flintstones based on that. But yeah, just bunch of stuff and it's just like why well apparently there's news that they just don't want to pay the creators for hosting them yeah I, it's like well, it, that's there's that's your job there's a lot this this whole thing with hbo max and like the restructuring and the reorg and just the pivots in direction it's kind of been a terrible mess hasn't it yeah it's like they don't it's know like, what their audience wants, almost. It's like a lot of these are like Cartoon Network shows, and it's like, well, am I just going to have to hope that Hulu picks them up or something? It, well, and the whole weird split between HBO Max and Hulu was awful to begin with anyway, and now it's getting even worse. And it's just going to show that a lot of the streaming stuff is great when it works, but sometimes it doesn't work and things just disappear forever. Yeah, like I was actually really surprised to find out that there were a lot of shows that are like on HBO and Hulu or Hulu and Netflix and etc. And now we're finding out that, well, there's some shows now that, yeah, were only available on one place and now they're not going to be available. Hopefully another place will pick them up. But in the meantime, that's it. I think the, the best thing that you said is like it's it's annoying that a lot of this is just disappearing and never has had any sort of physical media release or or any way to yeah. actually get a hold like you can't purchase just the digital episodes on Amazon or or whatever sort of video distributor of choice iTunes I don't know like that's it they're gone now what yeah it's like recently I watched a video doing a little like back review of one of the the Spider-Man cartoon that was right before Disney bought Marvel and it was like, yep, it was great. And then it ended and disappeared because what? Disney bought it and didn't want to continue it. And recently that actually showed up on Netflix, I believe. I'm just like, hey, it exists again because that was also a show that just didn't exist for you to buy anywhere. Yeah, and that's the thing that I hate the most is is the complete disappearing, the, the erasure of history, basically. I mean... It's sort of similar to a lot of the old tapes from back in the day. I, you know, all a lot of old studio tapes that were filmed over for releases or, mm-hmm. you know, burnt in a warehouse fire. <laughs> Just gone. Gone forever. And this is like the digital version of that kind of taping over the old master tapes. Like, that's what happened to so many of the old Doctor Who first run stuff they would just film new episodes over the old episodes and that's it disappeared gone doesn't exist anymore so like i think i remember hearing a story about how they end up having or finding out that some lady was recording a ton of shows on her tv and like a lot of those shows were gone otherwise yeah weird things like that that happen to save history and now we're getting into the same thing with the digital erasure except that stuff does exist but who has the rights and who has who has the rights to license it out question mark and then yeah who's gonna 
get those rights to distribute it or produce it or, you know, publish, you know, some way of getting a hold of it and getting out there. It's, it's at that point, it's, it's less a mess of it doesn't exist and more a mess of it's mired in weird copyright laws. Yeah. Like I saw someone online compare it to the Disney vault, you know, back when they would sometimes re-release movies for you to buy and then they would put it in their quote unquote vault. vault. For... Yeah. It's just artificial scarcity. Artificial scarcity. There we go. Yes. That's exactly what it was. But at least when it was out, you could buy it, and then when it went back in the vault, you'd still have a copy of it to use. In this case, you can't do that. It's, it's just, we gotta wait for it to come out of the vault again. If it ever comes yes, out. Yes, because at that point, it's not artificial scarcity for the sake of Disney wanting to keep the ability to pay for this 50-year-old video, you know, $50 artificial scarcity that I said. I think that the energy drink is kicking in. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just... Nobody knows how to release it. Like, Disney could release those things. Who has the right to release these old HBO shows? Is it HBO or whatever parent company did Discovery now, I guess? Is it the creators? Depends on how their contracts are written. And what impetus does HBO slash Discovery have to release these things if they've already decided that they don't even want to have it on their subscription service that people are paying money for? Yeah, and like any other stream would most like, you know, have to pay for it and hope that it brings whoever owns it will allow them to get a streaming contract. Or yeah, however they want to work that. So overall, yeah, your news is is definitely more of a downer. This is definitely a bomb. Yeah. Losing, losing all these shows. And and it's a bomb because we are losing these shows and also because it sort of shows because it's also emblematic of a lot of the problem that we're going to have with the way the streaming services work now. A show gets removed from Disney+, Plus. a show gets removed from Netflix, a show gets removed from HBO or Hulu, gone. Where are you going to find it now? If it's not being yeah. sold anywhere, you're, you're out of luck. And someone asked the OKKO okay creator, like, did you hear about this? And he goes, nope, this, this announcement was the first I've heard it, and probably all the other creators first heard of it, too. Yep. It's a disappointing, disappointing digital life. Might as well just go back to where everything was physical and we had to just draw cave art. Uh, that seems like a bit of an overreaction. No, I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, it sounds, sounds, it's, a little, it's a little overreacting. Uh, and then eventually I'll go into the future and tell people to make Shadow of Mordor. Oh yeah, you do have to do that. Don't forget that one. Uh, so Zyber... I yeah. didn't do anything this week. I got nothing for Ministry Cap. Cool. You know what I... I The, the one thing I did do, I purchased and downloaded um, Kirby Dream Buffet. But you haven't played no, it, so it doesn't didn't count. start it, never played it, but I did purchase it, so... Yeah, I still don't really know much about that game, so you really need to play it. And tell me if I should buy it to play it also. Uh, I'm going to play it to talk about it on next week's episode, but I did not get the chance to do it this past week. Cool. Yep. For for me, uh, yesterday, as in the day before us recording this, so last Wednesday, <laughs> I got the keys to my new apartment. All right. And so I moved a few things there. We're going to move some more things after we're done recording this, and then eventually saturday is when we're gonna have everything moved and then we'll be fully moved in move, move, move. so very happy for that i'm gonna have so much room that's a pretty bigger kitchen two living rooms two bedrooms still that's a pretty quick uh turnaround on moving though usually i move in one day yeah i just figured you had wiggle room you technically have two weekends to do it no one one how do weekends work? Today's Thursday of this recording. Two days from now, Saturday, is when we're having the U-Haul to move yeah, thing. Yeah, everything. but your lease doesn't end until the end of August, so you technically have two weekends, is what I mean. Nope, it ends on Saturday. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. You getting prorated, then? 
No, because it just automatically moved to a monthly thing, and then we just had to give them a two weeks notice. Yeah, but if it's a so. monthly thing, then you have it until the end of the month, right? No. Weird. Yeah, well, more weird is that we were forced to pick up the keys and take them to a place on a Wednesday. We didn't, we didn't get to tell them, no, we'd rather our thing starts on a Saturday. Because of, again, the prorating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, we had to pay for the half a month rent for it to happen in the middle of August, but that's just because that was the earliest it was available. So they forced us to take it as soon as it's available. But that's whatever. Cool. Yeah, you've got it. That's the important part. You'll get yep. to move over. Hopefully everything It has air conditioning. I need to remember ah. to actually turn that higher when we get there tonight because we're not even there why does it need to be 60 degrees but when you are going to be there later you should probably have it turned on so it's ready to go especially if you're moving yeah saturday we'll definitely have it on but just watch that you don't leave the doors open and start you know cooling off the neighborhood uh we're not gonna have that issue <laughs> but but yeah that's that's basically been what I've been doing is either worrying about it, trying to pack for it, or just not having any time to do anything, or playing Fall Fantasy fourteen, which is a it's a thing that you're doing that thing at least. Yeah, because Haley just be all like, "Let's do some like leveling duties and such." I did finally uh, get to Stormblood, which means I'm now paying for fourteen. Oh, uh, good and. I did find out that even though I'm not actually at the expansion after Stormblood where Gunbreaker was released, I can still I was still able to get Gunbreaker now anyway. So now I'm a Gunbreaker, which is a tank. Cool. Yeah. So now I have a tank, a ranged DPS, and a healer job, all over level sixty. Awesome. I'm gonna go ahead and stick to just being a healer because it's the only thing that I think is fun. <laughs> uh. I think it's fun doing all three. Yeah, teach especially because I I just kept switching based on what which uh, job was most needed for the leveling duty at at the time. That's fair, you know, teach their own, as it were. Well, <laughs> when I finally went back to being a healer, uh, we were doing one of those trials, so against a big boss, and like it did a attack that hit all of us. I go, oh, the healer should probably do an AOE heal. Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, oh I'm the healer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we do some Bomber's Notebook then, since we don't have any minute recap? I guess so, since we still have like 10 plus minutes to... Something like that. Do something. So these the, these questions have been sitting here for like three weeks now, at least. And I still have never read them, so I don't have prepared answers. All right. Well, you don't... Well, actually, you probably do need one for Vitals here. Oh, uh... Vital, Vital is asking, what has been your favorite fiction books so far, and what type of fiction do you usually read? Uh, fiction books specifically. I really enjoy uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series a lot. Nerd. Yeah, I'm... I, uh, obviously, with that comes um, Sanderson who finished off the series, which then, you know, there's the Mistborn stuff, or just his Cosmere in general with the Stormlight Archives. Um, Patrick Rothfuss's Kingkiller Chronicles is pretty good, but it's wrapped up in its own problems of uh, it will never get finished because Patrick Rothfuss gave up on it, basically. <laughs> um, Terry Pratchett, Discworld. Primo. Yeah. Top tier. Love it. Uh, I happen to like... All of the old expanded universe or legends Star Wars books. They're just garbage novels that I have enjoyed through my life. Um, the That's probably what I would rank as my favorite fiction books uh, as far as series go. As far as single books, um, Neuromancer by uh, Neil Stevenson is a spectacular book that basically is the like your or the ur example the progenitor of the cyberpunk genre in general or, or at least uh what a lot of the aesthetics of cyberpunk were established in that it's also 
one of the main reasons that I consider myself a transhumanist is because of reading that book. Um, so that one is a very special book for me. Um, I actually really enjoyed the Ender's Quartet um, by uh, Orson Card up until you know he went a little bit crazy. But the books themselves, I, I enjoyed. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, it was good. It's fine. It, there were some missteps throughout that sort of missed a lot of the like main points that were being made in the book itself. Oh, it's like the Aragon movie. That's did you see by the way that that's happening again? <laughs> yeah, they're doing. Is it a movie? It's, it's no, a, it's a, I think it's supposed to be an Amazon, Amazon show, show, right? Show, but they're they're doing Aragon again, and who oh boy, that movie was bad. I just remember watching it and being all like, they skipped all the stuff that would, you know, lead up to stuff happening in the second book, so they couldn't possibly do a second movie. And it didn't do well enough to justify a second one, because obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite book is The Book Thief. It's just that's one that I can easily go reread whenever I feel like it, which... Sadly, I haven't felt like reading books in a long time. I did read one this, this past couple months. I can't remember the name of it, though. I'm just looking at the bookshelf like, where is it? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I I basically stopped reading books regularly when I became an adult. So most of the books I can think of are young adult books. Right. I so. <laughs> sort of ran out of time ran out of a lot of time for book reading <laughs> amusingly roughly around the time we started the bombers weirdly enough there might be some huh might be some sort of uh, causality there yeah um, well i i have been reading technically the circuit de freak manga because <laughs> that's something that I can quickly get through, except I haven't finished the first one yet. I think it go- maybe 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 I'll go through the books afterward just to compare them. I think it goes without saying that obviously uh, Tolkien books are up there, uh, and I happen to also have enjoyed at least the Narnia books are like definitely a thing that I remember liking a lot in my like young adult time frame. But uh, anytime yeah. I try to reread them, I always get stuck on the silver chair and just like beat my head against the wall and can't get past it. I mean, I that's probably the one I remember the least about. Even the, I even remember more about the horse and his boy, and that was a pretty. That boring one's also very boring. Buck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely fantasy stuff was what I was into. I remember in middle school, I was really into this book series. It was about this. Uh, boy with unruly hair that ended up going to a school with magic kids and there was like houses and such it was called uh charlie bone charlie bone. i don't remember that one <laughs> must, have, must have skipped it yeah i mean <laughs> when you say hey what what fiction books do you like and someone's like oh you know sci-fi fantasy and it's like oh, okay so just all of fiction then <laughs> sci-fantasy is my favorite yes i remember when splatoon did a Splatfest of sci-fi versus fantasy, and I'm just all like, okay, but like, both of those specifically separated are pretty boring. I so much prefer sci-fantasy or steampunk. Nah, sci-fi slash, it's always, it's always sci-fi slash fantasy, and that, again, covers pretty much all of fiction, unless you get into boring stuff like uh, Moby Dick. Oh, yeah, that was one that I didn't finish. Uh, in middle school, like... I specifically saved because, like, they there was that you know reading program where you take tests and get points and such. Sure. So I specifically saved all the big point books for eighth grade so I could try to get the most points ever gotten or whatever at my school. And so I was always doing that. The librarian was just like, "Hey, so we got this like Abraham Lincoln, uh, like Vampire Hunter." <laughs> no, it's like a bi- biographical book or whatever. She was all like, can you, like, read it and see if anyone would be interested in reading it? And I read, like, maybe a quarter of it and then returned it saying, no one will ever read this <laughs> yeah. thing. And then she gave it, and then she gave it, like, 20 more points than this now second highest pointed book gave. Because, you have, at that point, it's incentivizing <laughs> people to read a thing they don't want to read. 
Yeah, but like I saved all the Harry Potter books, Lord of the Rings, and the Hobbit books, and all of those things because they were the most, those were the highest point books because they were big. I saved all of those for eighth grade, just read them all. It was great because every fifty points you got soda cans. So I was just getting like a soda, two sodas a week, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a nerd! Um, so yeah, obviously, I think oh, yeah. when it comes to what type of fiction do you usually read, sci-fi fantasy, which covers yes. all of fiction anyway. <laughs> So uh, let us yep. know, as well, audience. What kind of what what books you like? There was rumors of potentially rumors. There were rumblings of trying to put together a book club. Um, still waiting to see if that'll coalesce. But if you're interested in that, go. You know, I don't know. Make a noise in the Discord server. Yeah, Haley's really been wanting to check out the library in this city we're living in. So that'd be a reason. That would to do be a that. reason. Well, thank you, Val, for that question. I hope question. that we gave you a satisfactory answer. Next question is from Nelthane, and it is, if the Bombers did a Machinima series, which game would they use? For those that don't know, a Machinima series is where you basically use a generally a video game, and you try to create cutscenes using the video game to tell yeah, a story. The biggest and most well-known example, of course, is Red vs. Blue, which was filmed using just all the entire Halo series, basically, at this point. Mm-hmm. There's other ones, but that's probably the most famous one. Uh, as for what game would they use to do a Bomber's Machinima? I'd, um, Metopia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe? I don't know. It's like, for me, I can mostly think of, like, Halo and Smash Bros. as being the ones that were the really easiest to do well, things with. And any more these days with streaming and, like, Machinima versus streaming has sort of blurred the lines to the point where streaming has almost gotten rid of Machinima as a as a thing, to a degree. Yeah, I, I don't think Machinima's really our thing. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure RVB is still running, but overall, like, is I, it? I think. Huh. They keep ending it and bringing it back and ending it and bringing it back, so I don't even know anymore. Um, Like, the Neebs Gaming Crew does, uh, quote-unquote, story streaming. They, like, edit, edit together their let's play style stuff into more of a, an actual narrative recorded plan. The, 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 the way that I understand it is they're like, here's the main gist of the scene that we're going to film. So now play the video game and fill out the scene. Like, okay, in this scene, we're going to build a house and then they unscriptedly build a house. Okay. Um, so that's, sort of what it what machinima has kind of evolved into is unscripted but still sort of like directed style i guess stuff. yeah i guess another version of machinima that i've seen now that i have absolutely enjoyed watching is real uh snap cubes real-time fan dubs oh where they basically play the cutscenes of a game and they in real time dub over it <laughs> That sounds both great and <laughs> terrible because I feel like doing it in real time is good, but you definitely need to have some sort of, you can't improv the whole thing. You need to have some sort of scripted guidance. Yeah, like, I don't know if maybe they, like, just, I know, I don't, I don't even think they, like, watch a cutscene and they go back and do it, like, because... <laughs> that's crazy like one, if that's one of the points they did, they did uh, Sonic Adventure 2, and there's that point where they have to escape the island because it's going to blow up. And the guy doing Eggman mentioned, like, you know, you have so many minutes before the island's going to blow up, and he's never played the game. And they're just like, just so you know, that's actually what happens. He's like, what? What? <laughs> so they also did, like, the Spider-Man PS4 game. They did Until Dawn. Shadow oh, the Hedgehog is coming out to this oh, no. past weekend. <laughs> so excited for that. But yeah, that, I, like that's kind of like another version of Machinima. There is just dubbing over cutscenes, fan, fan dub style stuff. So, as for, so then to circle back on Nilthane's question, what game would we do for if we did a Bombers Machinima? And I mean, 
There are a lot of... Okay. Metopia could be used, actually. There's a lot of silly cutscenes that you could create and then just add them together in an order you'd want. Yep. Sort of a little bit on brand. We've we've already got the Princess Deg emoji in the Discord server. <sighs> That's like the best thing I ever did with that game. <laughs> For real. Um... And there's just like there's so many options nowadays. Like now that it's a a full on thing, so mm-hmm. I, I I am overwhelmed with choice for an actual answer. Other than I think Metopia would be entertaining. Yep, I'd yeah I'd go with Metopia. Uh, we got one more question from Nelthane. This one's a quickie. If you had the chance to get superpowers, whichever ones you want. But you also had to wear a horrible costume each time you use them. Would you take the deal? And I'm talking spandex, pointless flare, and garish colors the whole nine yards. Yeah, I heck there. yeah, like this absolutely the spandex, the best part of that. One hundred percent. Why would I <laughs> take superpowers and not wear a ridiculous costume? Are you kidding? Lean in, my dude. I got superpowers. I want the whole world to know. Yeah, you gotta lean into that kind of stuff, for sure. And then they couldn't possibly guess that way more shy Zyper is the person with the powers. I mean, it, it will be a little bit of a giveaway if your superhero name is Zyber, a.k.a. Uh, mild-mannered Zyber. During the day, he's a mild-mannered IT professional known as Zyber. But at night, he becomes the super-powered Zyber. <laughs> No, he he becomes the super powered rebuy, rebakes, <laughs> rebikes, ribeye, ribeye. <laughs> There's your superhero name. What now? What's what's your superpower there, ribeye? Uh, I just slather myself in barbecue sauce and see what happens. That's you can do that now, you know. <laughs> yeah, just... but it wasn't a superpower until I put the suit on. Nobody cared who I was until I put the barbecue sauce on. <laughs> Alright, I want fan I want fan art of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, absolutely I would take that deal. Silly question. 